Hey, hey, I'm Danielle Ryan, and this is Adulting 101. Being an adult is stressful, and this podcast was specifically designed to help you navigate the crazy world of adulthood. So buckle up, and let's get into the episode. I would like to begin today's episode by acknowledging the indigenous peoples of the lands that this episode is being recorded on, in particular the Chippewas of Rama and Wata Mohawk First Nations. While we meet today virtually, wherever you're listening in from in the world, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge the importance of the lands, which we call home, and wish to honor indigenous history and culture and commit to moving forward in the spirit of reconciliation and respect with all First Nation, Métis, and Inuit people. In an effort to unpack my privilege, as I have been doing for the past number of months, this is something that I felt was important to incorporate to the podcast moving forward, and will continue to do so in episodes to come. Hi friends, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. As always, I am super excited to be here, chatting with you one-on-one, just me, just you, wherever you are, in your car, on your walk, in your house. I don't know, probably in your house. We're in a pandemic. What am I talking about? Anyway... I wanted to come on here and chat today about something that has been on my heart, but it also came requested from a lot of you who listen to this podcast. I did a poll on Instagram, oh, a number of weeks ago now, and one of the recurring things that kept coming up was this idea of how do we not compare ourselves to others? How do we handle feelings of envy and jealousy of other people who have the things we want to have? And really just how do we navigate those emotions? And I was having a conversation with a guest whose episode we'll be releasing at the end of March. And we were both chatting about jealousy in relationships. And so then this kind of got me spinning in terms of what about jealousy in the rest of our lives? What does that look like? How do we sort of move through that? And I sort of just wanted to share my two cents on what my experience has been with that and my advice for you moving forward. Before we hop into the episode, I did just want to take a quick second to ask that if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now, please take two seconds to leave me a rating or review and I would forever be appreciative of that. And as always, if you do that and you send me a screenshot, I am more than happy to send you a $5 Starbucks gift card in exchange for your generosity. I appreciate each and every one of you who takes the time to listen to this podcast and those ratings and reviews really just help to boost it out to other people who may not know about it. So I appreciate each and every one of you so, so much. Let's get into the episode. Okay, so like I mentioned before, this was a topic that was given to me by a number of different listeners. And I started thinking about comparison in my own life and how I can actually often find myself, myself, like there's more than one of me, it's just me here. I can often find myself, especially because I run my business primarily, I use advertising, I use advertising. Oh my God, I can't talk today, guys. I'm so, so sorry. I primarily use Instagram to advertise my business is what I was trying to say, which means that a lot of the times I find myself guilty, mindlessly scrolling Instagram for hours on end every single day. And for a long time there, I sort of found myself in this like negative downward spiral, especially, so I have two business accounts. Let me just back this up a little bit. I have two accounts, sorry. Oh my God, like my brain is not working today. Please bear with me. I have two Instagram accounts. I have a personal account and then I have a business account. So on my personal account, Danielle Ryan, I just post like joke stuff. Mostly it's about my dog, my fiance, and literally just like dumb stuff on there. 
I use that one to follow all my friends from high school, from university, that kind of thing. And it's where I keep like all of my personal stuff. And then I have my business Instagram. So on my business Instagram, while I do follow some of my friends, I mostly follow other business owners, other entrepreneurs, other yoga teachers, stuff like that. And particularly when I find myself scrolling on my business Instagram, I can really get caught up in this idea of look at what that person's doing. Why aren't I doing that well? What is this? What is that? Maybe I should change what I'm doing because that looks like it's working really well for her. Maybe it would work for me. And I find myself in this trap where I'm sitting here and I have a plan. I know what my business plan is. I know where I want to grow my business and how I want to grow my business. But sometimes I find myself caught up in other people's success and then I sort of attach myself to that idea. And maybe you can relate to this. Regardless of whether you're a business owner or not, this could also apply to people that you see buying houses, getting married, having kids. You probably have a plan for your life when you're listening to this. You want to achieve X in your career. You want to achieve Y in your personal life. And you want to achieve Z by the time you are 35 years old, we'll say. And then you see Jane Doe over here buying the house, getting the dream career, getting the stellar relationship, having 700 kids, whatever that looks like. And then all of a sudden you're finding yourself being like, oh, well, why don't I have those things? Why can't I have those things? And this is what I was finding myself getting caught up in my business. I would see these other entrepreneurs running successful group coaching programs or running successful brick and mortar shops or running successful programs on Facebook and all of these different things. And I would find myself getting caught up. And this still happens to me to this day being like, oh, maybe I need to implement that or maybe I need to do this or why aren't I doing that? And eventually I got to this point where I was really burnt out because I was trying to do 700 things all at once. And that's something a whole podcast for another day is the story of the overachiever. If you're interested in an episode on that, please um, send me a message on Instagram and we can chat about that because I would love to come on here and talk about my struggle with having to be the doer of all things all the time. But anyway, I was finding myself spreading myself really thin and then not seeing any results because whether or not you're an entrepreneur, you can probably relate to this in your life. You try to commit to five or 10 different things all at the same time and then you just don't have the mental bandwidth to successfully be able to pour into all of those projects. And so that's what I was finding myself doing. I was trying to do 500 different things in my business and I was half-assing all of them because I didn't have the time or the capacity to really fully invest in each of them. And then I wasn't getting the same results as these people I was seeing on the internet. So I'm wondering like, why is that person so successful and how did they make that much money and how did they do this and how did they do that? Like what advantages did they have that I don't have? And it took me a minute, more than a minute, months, to really step back and think to myself, what am I even chasing after? And more importantly, why am I even chasing after that? Is this something I really want? And I know I've talked about this with a number of guests, especially ones recently, this idea that we can see things, especially on Instagram, on Facebook, on now TikTok, I guess, where we see people doing these things and we start to feel this itch of jealousy or envy or desire to have those things. But then when we step back and take a look at it and we think about it, we're like, wait a minute, I don't even want those things in my life. And I know for any of you who are listening who are in the entrepreneurship space, particularly in sort of like the coaching industry, um, and I could go on about this for hours, oh my goodness, there is sort of this 
concept that as coaches, people need to brag about how much money they're making. And if you aren't comfortable talking about money, it's because you have a bad money mindset. And I, for one, think that that is an absolute load of BS. I think it's a tactic for fear-mongering. I think it's a way that coaches convince people to sign up for their programs because, well, if you don't spend $5,000 investing in yourself, then you're never going to heal your relationship with money. And I think that's BS. I really rarely talk about how much money I make in my business because, first of all, it's no one's business. And second of all, I'm able to pay my bills. I bought a house with my fiancé. I am able to go on trips. I have money that I invest into my RRSPs and I'm very fortunate for all of that. But at the end of the day, it's really no one's business how many zeros are in my bank account. I am happy. I am safe. I am secure in what I know. And I don't need to go around being like, oh, well, I made $5,000 last week. So you should come and work with me because then you can be just as successful as me. Because that's not the case. Everyone's situation is completely unique. And now I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I'm sorry. I have these really negative feelings towards the entire coaching industry, which I don't really know if people have noticed in the content I've been producing recently, especially on my Instagram. But I've sort of been detaching myself from that space, focusing more on yoga, focusing more on EFT, focusing on self-healing, mental health, stress relief, that kind of thing. Because I think that The coaching industry is very toxic and quite frankly, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme. But again, that could also be its own entire episode. And if that's something people want me to spill the tea on, I would absolutely be more than happy to do that. But the point I'm trying to make here is that I see a lot of entrepreneurs because the entrepreneurs I follow are a lot in the coaching space. I see a lot of them talking about, oh, well, I made $10,000 last month or I made six figures last year or whatever that is. And then I find myself thinking like, oh, well, why aren't I making multiple six figures? Why aren't I making a million dollars? And then I have to backtrack again and come back to this idea of, I don't even want that. Well, I mean, sure, everyone always wants to make more money. That's just how we are as humans. But like I said before, I'm comfortable with the amount of money I make. Financially, I'm in a pretty good position. And at the end of the day, I've never really been someone who's been motivated by money. And I think I've talked about this in other episodes and it sounds really cheesy, but my mission in life has always been to create impact in people's lives. And so a little bit of background information, if you didn't know this, when I was in university, I actually studied what's called international development, which is essentially like professional aid work. So if you think of organizations like Meet a Wee or World Vision or Save the Children, those kinds of charities, that was the work I wanted to do. So I literally paid however much, $60,000, $70,000 for a degree to go and do volunteer work. <laughs> and that has always been sort of my guiding mission. And even in my business now is to help people improve their lives, their mindset, their outlook, and their mental health through yoga, through movement, through mindset. It's never been about, I'm starting a business because I want to be a millionaire. No, I'm starting a business because I want to make an impact in other people's lives. And so when I find myself getting caught up in this comparison game of what is that entrepreneur doing or what is this person doing and what kind of success is that person achieving, I have to really pull myself back into my why and thinking, What is it that I'm doing? Why is it important to me? And what is the greater sort of impact that I'm trying to create? Is my impact to make seven figures? 
No, for me, it's not. Maybe you listening to this, money is your motivating force. And you know what? That's totally okay. I'm not here to shame anyone for what gets them excited to wake up in the morning. But for me, that's not it. I've always been a firm believer that if I can get by and meet my means and have a little bit of money extra, you know, do fun things with my life, that is more than enough for me. I've never been one to want to sort of just like hoard a bunch of money. But I, again, I don't want that to come off as like, oh, but if you want that, then like tisk tisk for you. Because I don't, I, I don't, I honestly don't judge anyone for whatever their goals are. We are all different people. We all have our own individual perspectives. And I think that that's what makes life so beautiful. I'm like running out of breath because I'm talking so quickly, but I hope this is making sense for you. I, I really just want you to really assess the next time that you find yourself scrolling on social media and you find yourself triggered by something that you see, I want you to ask yourself why, because that's something I've really gotten into the habit of when I see myself or feel myself scrolling through Instagram and I see these successful business owners. Again, I say successful in air quotes because we all define success differently. And I find myself being like triggered by that. And I'm thinking like, oh, I want that. Or why do I want that? I ask myself, why, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it in my body? And why am I feeling this way? What is it within me? What insecurity do I have that's causing me to feel this way? Because oftentimes it's really just a lack of self-work that we haven't taken the time to uncover yet. And that's okay. It's all part of the process. It's all the part of learning and of figuring it out as we go. And we don't need to always have the answers. And like I've said numerous times in this episode already, this is something that I still face even now. And it's not even, the money one was just an example, but I find this again in the programs that I offer and all sorts of different things. When I'm scrolling through Instagram, I'm just like, oh my God, I want that so bad. And then I'm like, wait a minute. No, I don't. It's like, temporarily, I feel like there's a void in my life. And I think that by seeing someone else doing something that I think is interesting, it's almost as if I'm hoping that that thing would fill my void. And more often than not, it's really just, again, some sort of inner work that I need to do and focus on and hash out. And for me, that looks like journaling a lot, always coming back to, okay, well, what's important to me? Why are these things important to me? And how can I work towards these things that are important for me, not how can I duplicate what Jane Doe is doing over there? Because at the end of the day, that's not going to be helpful. And chances are, if you start chasing after someone else's version of success, you're going to end up unhappy. And so really, it's just important to remember that you are here living your life for you. And that is so, so important. And beyond comparison, this really ties into my whole journey from three years ago, coming to the terms with like, okay, what my dad thought was the perfect plan for me wasn't the perfect plan for what I wanted for me. And it's okay to recognize that I love him and I respect him, but his version of success was not the same as mine. And so when I quit my nine to five job, thank God he was super supportive, but I was so, so afraid that he was going to shame me for throwing away what seemed like the perfect job. And I'm sure there were people out there when I worked my nine to five job who would look at me being like, wow, she made it. She has this great thing and they would be envious of that. So I want you to always remember that when you are seeing these things, especially on social media, chances are that person has their own stuff that they're dealing with too. So while they make it look perfect on the internet, that's not necessarily always the case. So I don't think that we need to take satisfaction in other people's misery, but it's just sort of this reminder that 
Nothing is ever as perfect as it seems. And so you can take me as an example for that. You look at my Instagram feed, you probably think that I'm killing it in my business, that things are going swimmingly well and blah, 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 blah. But the past 12 months have been an absolute shit show. And I will be transparent about that with anyone who asks me. I've talked to my girlfriends about this numerous times and it's been a hard year. You know, last March, 2020, I made $150 in my business. Please tell me how many bills you could pay with $150. Not many. Luckily, I have a side gig that I do. I used to do it just to make extra money to travel. And thankfully, during COVID, it was there for me to really carry me through a lot of those really challenging months where I wasn't making a ton of money in my business. And that's okay. I have no shame in sharing that because I'm still here. I'm still a personal contractor. I work for myself. And now my business is back to where it is pretty self-sufficient. But... It's just the fact of the matter that that wasn't something that I was openly posting on Instagram every single day. I talked about it a few times, but the thing about social media is we never see every person's every single piece of content that they put out. Like you listening to this podcast, chances are you don't watch every single story slide I post every single day and you don't go and read every single caption of every single feed post I've ever made. If you do, thank you. You're my number one fan and I love you so much and send me a screenshot and say hi to me in my DMs, but... For the most part, you don't really know someone's whole story of what's going on all the time 24-7. And so the things we see on social media are sort of just this highlight reel, which I know is a very overused term, but it's very, very true. And so the next time you find yourself falling into this trap of jealousy, just be mindful that you're not seeing the whole picture. So even when I think about these super successful entrepreneurs, again, that are making all this money, what I'm not seeing is the sleepless nights, the number of rejections they had to had to get had to have to get there, the amount of time that it took, the amount of effort it took, and all of these things that when someone makes a pretty post of like, here I am in front of my giant house that I just paid for in cash. Okay, but what did it take for you to get there? And then I think this kind of leads beautifully into the importance of comparison and how, while yes, comparison can be toxic and it can be really sort of detrimental to our self-worth, it can also be really, really helpful. Helpful in motivating us to go after the big things that we want. You know, I received a really beautiful message on Facebook a couple weeks ago now from a fellow entrepreneur who's local to my area. And she basically just reached out to thank me for the content that I put out and for inspiring her to start her own business. And she was sharing her story of how she's already begun to see an increase in her success over the past couple months just starting out. And she just wanted to thank me for being sort of that silent encourager. And to be honest, I didn't even know that I had had an impact on this person. This isn't someone that's in my direct circle of friends. It's not someone who's ever reached out to me to ask for advice. And I think that just goes to show that people are watching that you don't know are watching. And I think the point I'm trying to make here is that If we can surround ourselves with people who have the version of success that we want or some sort of iteration of success that we admire, we can use that as a source of motivation. I think that comparison is a useful tool when we know how to use it productively. So if I can look at these entrepreneurs who run successful yoga businesses or have retreat centers or things that I want to achieve in my business, and I look at what they've done and how they've done it, that can be really motivating for me to be like, okay, if that person can do it, so can I. 
Because I think back to when I was at my nine to five job and I wanted to quit, but I wasn't really sure what to do or how to do it. And I sort of fell into this rabbit hole of Facebook self-help support groups. And I was seeing all of these women in there who had started online businesses and been able to match their corporate income and quit their jobs and so on and so on. And to me, that was super motivating to know that other people who were around my age were successfully able to create their own thing and to actually be able to sustain it. And so I think that comparison can be really, really helpful for us if we can find ourselves that circle of people that are super inspiring to us and motivating to us rather than triggering. So there's a fine line between the people whose success we admire and the people whose success we desire. And I think we need to be able to differentiate what that looks like from person to person. So again, that takes a little bit of self-reflection and self-work to really think about, okay, well, what do I want in my life and who is going after those things that I want and sort of how can I emulate that in my own life, if that makes sense. So perhaps I know I do this quite regularly. Actually, I'll go through the people that I'm following on Instagram and or anytime I see a post in my feed that triggers me, I instantly unfollow that person because I'm just like, I don't have space for this in my life right now and this isn't helping me or I mute them. I've been muting a lot of people because some people I'm like friends with or I don't want to like start any drama if they notice that I unfollowed them. So I just mute them because for me, it's not worth it. It's not worth me spiraling just because something that they're doing is triggering me. So I would much rather fill my feed with people that are inspiring me to keep going to try harder to try new things than feel defeated every day, wake up feeling defeated. Like, why don't I have those things or why can't I have those things? So just a little fun tip that you might be, might find helpful. And if you want to mute someone, you can just go to their profile and click the little three dots and click mute if you didn't know that. So I don't know. I think that's going to be kind of it for today. I hope that this made sense. I hope this was helpful. And again, I'm more than happy to share conversations about being an overachiever and this need to want to do and be everything all the time, as well as unearth the deep, dark secrets of the coaching industry. And that's going to be it for today, though. I appreciate you so, so much for listening. If you made it to the end of this episode, you are the real MVP. I love you guys so much, and I will chat with you again so, so soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get notified when new episodes go live. Make sure to rate and review this podcast and be sure to share it with your friends. I'll talk with you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Love you so much.